Good morning, good morning, good morning. Y'all, we had some sound issues this morning. So, the the normal morning play, which I love, which is called Santa Rico. It's by Twin Musicom. It's a great song. I love the beat to it. It reminds me, uh, it just reminds me of dancing and being happy and being fun. Having said all of that, it is currently not playing the way it's supposed to underneath the episode. So, this episode is going to have a lot less music in the beginning than it normally does. So that's all right. It's you and me. Let's get in here and get a chit chat going. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It is Friday morning. It is the Bliss Report. It is Dr. Sashin. Ooh, that's a mouthful. Welcome to your Friday morning. Whether you are on the treadmill, the Peloton, whether you are running out in the world, whether you're in the car, on the go, over coffee, over tea, wherever you're listening to me, good morning. It's fantastic to hear, hear and see you again. It's Finance Friday. We talk about all things money, money mindset, spending money, making money, holding money, giving money away, whatever the case may be. We're talking about finances, financial freedom, financial security, money, because as women of a certain age, we appreciate the finer things in life and we also appreciate financial security. We appreciate knowing that our money is working for us and we definitely appreciate knowing that when equipment does decide to do something strange, you know, or at least the soundtrack, that we're going to have to take care of that. We understand the value of a dollar, the yuan, the yen, the peso, whatever the case may be. And we want to know, and we know that we want to make it work for us for a long time, not just the moment, but a long time to come, maybe even generations after we have been here. So anyway, we're talking money today, or at least we're talking finances today. Um, And we're talking diversification. Time to take a look at where your money is, where your money wants to go. Where do you want it to go? What do you want it to be doing? How do you see it playing out for you? And what are some of the things that you want to start paying attention to right now? So it's Finance Friday. It's a gorgeous Friday morning. Rained all night here. It's a beautiful, you know, that kind of sun dappled cloud sky thing that happens and the grayness is still there, but the sun's also shining and everything's really sparkly because it's covered in raindrops. It's that kind of morning here. So buckle up, ladies and gentlemen, and let's get into it. We'll be right back afterward from our sponsor. All right. Good morning, souls. Um, Oh, I was holding that way too hard. Now I have one of those indentions on my arm. Let's talk about money. I want you to do yourself a favor. If you have not this year, 2021, because, you know, life has been happening to us at a rapid pace. So if you have not had the chance to really do this, or if you've never done this, When you get that um, annual report about your 401k, your pension or your retirement fund or whatever, read it. (laughs) I want to encourage you to start reading that information. Now, I did an episode talking about, actually, I think I did a live. I did a live on Instagram about being up at 3 a.m. and finding something boring to read to get you back to sleep. This could be that thing. But here's the thing. I want you to not do that. I want you to, to read it during the light of day. Read it over a cup of coffee or tea. I don't like coffee. A cup of tea, you know, a little snack roll, something. Sit down at the table, put it in front of you. It might be boring as watching paint dry, no doubt. But familiarize yourself with where your money is. Where is your your fund if you're invested in some kind of fund? If you're in a 401k, you're in some kind of fund. Your pension's probably invested in some kind of fund. We'll talk about funds next week. I'm tapping my financial friends to give me some insight. I have some. I have a lot. Actually, I spend a lot of time thinking, thinking and talking and reading about money, but I'm not an expert. Oh, and that's the disclaimer for this episode. I am not a financial expert. 
any and all financial advice that you get from this episode, you need to go and verify it with a financial expert who works in the field. And you should act based on that information and not on what you hear on a 30 minute podcast. Okay, I don't care whose 30 minute podcast it is, unless it happens to be a financial expert. Otherwise, we're giving you bite-sized sound bites of information that you need to spend some time researching before you act. Okay, that's my financial disclaimer and my legal disclaimer. So don't come at me because I'm not, I'm not having it. So back to my point. If you've got, you get that annual report every year. If you're an employee and you've been an employee for a while, you've probably checked the box that said, yes, I, wanna, I want my money in a 401k or something. Um, it's time to start seeing where your money's going. How is that fund that you are invested in, how are they spending their money? Is it going towards things that are actually giving a decent return? And these are things that you may not understand yet. Um, ROI, return on investment, things like that. You want to learn because it's time to start thinking about how your money is working for you or if it's working for you at all. You may be invested in funds that are not doing well. But you're still in there because you're part of the 401k pool, the, the pension pool, the Roth RA pool, the thing, um, excuse me, not the Roth RA pool, pool, that's a whole different um, um, financial vehicle. But you're part of this pool or this fund and you don't really have any idea what your money is funding because that's what happens. Your money goes into a fund, the fund funds other things and gets a return on that funding investment. And then you in turn get a piece of that fund, that, that return. That's a return on your investment. But where's your money? Where's it going? Who's using it? Who's spending it? What's it being spent on? How much you getting back? How much are you getting back? And is that, and this is the question I want you to start thinking about today, not tomorrow. It's Finance Friday. Set aside an hour. Set aside one hour for your financial future. Just one. Every Friday for the next six months, just set aside one hour on a Friday and say, I'm going to learn about what's happening with my retirement. And you may not need an hour on a Friday, every Friday for six months, but knowledge is power when it comes to finances, right? When it comes to money, in fact, ignorance is not bliss. It is not bliss at all. If you don't know what's happening to your money, somebody else does. Trust me. And they're probably the fund manager or the bank that's got your savings at 2% interest while they're loaning it out for 18% interest and you're not making 18% interest. We'll get to that in a minute. So... I want you to take a moment today, if you have a 401k, a retirement plan that's invested in some kind of fund, pension fund, whatever, and, and read the financial statements that get sent to you. If you have investments, okay, if you yourself have invested some of your money in companies, stocks, bonds, index funds, mutual funds, whatever, read the investor statements. Read the, the, that report that comes out every year. It's not fun. It can be like watching paint dry. It can be difficult to decipher sometimes, but ask yourself this. I bet you're investing with the possibility of being able to retire or, or slow down working or turn your business over to your kids. You're investing this money to keep you in a standard of living that you're currently in, if not better, when you can enjoy yourself a lot more. If you don't know what's happening with your money now, you sure don't want to figure it out the day you decide to retire, right? You don't want that to be the moment where you go, oh, 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 because that's a bad moment, right? That's a bad moment. You don't want that moment. So whether you're talking about your life insurance policies, your savings accounts, your stocks, your bonds, your mutual funds, your 401ks, your rental properties, you need to take stock of your entire portfolio every year. Where is the money going? What's it doing? Are the dividends still as good as they were when I started? Is the ROI still worth my time? 
the return on that investment is still worth my time. Some things are invest and hold for the long term as you watch them continuing to grow and compound. Some things are an invest and get out for the short term. You get the capital, you invest quickly, you get the capital, you get out, you invest it in something else. You don't have to be a business owner, entrepreneur, or anything of that nature to understand how your money's being spent. You can be anyone making any amount of money an hour. As long as your money is being invested in something, somewhere, you're an investor. You are an investor. And by golly, you need to know what's happening with your money. I don't care if you uh, mop floors for a living, which I come from a blue-collar family. Trust and believe. I don't care what you do for a living. If you signed on to an employer who said, I'm going to put your money and match it in this 401k, then darn it, know where your money's going. Know where your money's going. Because let me tell you something, the pension funds of the 1950s that were paying out sweet after retirement, those suckers are gone. They're gone. And you don't want to get caught unawares on retirement day because the job that said that you need to retire because they, you know, need you to retire ends up with nothing but that, you know, it's not even a gold watch anymore, y'all. None of that stuff exists anymore. It's whatever you have invested in that 401k, that pension, that IRA that you might have put money into. That If that's it, retirement's really hard when you don't have any money, okay? When you really can't retire, but you can no longer work the job that was sustaining you and you've got to go work something else just to get by. It's what I call shadow poverty. It's the working poor, right? And there are too many of our retirees, 65, 75 and older, who don't have the funds to sustain the lifestyle that they had because they believed in the 401k. They believed they were investing in something that was going to help them. And between that and Social Security, they were going to be okay. Newsflash, that's not a thing. That is absolutely not a thing. So today we're talking diversification. If your money's going one place, it needs to go two places. If it's going three places, it needs to go four places. If it's going 10 places, can it go 11 places? I won't make you double on that one. Um, But is your money working for you at its max capacity? Do you have money that is being because for lack of a better word, groomed to be better money, given given some wings to fly and be bigger money, or is all your money really just tied up in whatever you have in your savings account, whatever you might have in a 401k, if you have a small life insurance policy, that might be enough to, you know, bury you when the time comes. Um, But that's it, your family's going to end up having to either help take care of you um, after you retire, or you may end up having to work until you die. I don't know about you all, but I'm not trying to work uh, work up until the day that I die. Do you know why I podcast? I don't know if anyone's ever going to hear this, but I podcast to let women out there know, women over the age of 40 who, are, who have come over the bridge of a life transition and are ready to kick down the next door, not knock on it. I'm here to tell you that kick open the door. Kick it open. Don't ask, don't wait for someone to say who's there because that door is yours. And as such, we want to live the best and most impressive second act of life that we possibly can. You may have, for the first 40-some years of your life, been living next to the poverty line, but you don't have to stay there. You may, for the first 40 years, have been living with a silver spoon in your mouth, and you may want to stay there. Either way, unless you have gobs of money that is being funneled down to you from inheritance or business that your parents gave you, you're going to have to take some financial responsibility for the health of your bank account. And not just about the bank account for today, but the bank account for 20 years from now. Because remember, as I talked about earlier this week, we could be around for another 30 years. About that. If you're 45, that's 75. If you're 48, that's 78. If you're 50, that's 80. Think about how many 80-year-olds are rocking it right now in the world 
and are happily doing so. We're living longer. And I guarantee you that what we think is medically impossible right now in 2021, by 2025, 2031 is not. So you can still be around. I don't know how I'm going to feel it, you know, 90 something, but it might be a little more crotchety. But the point is, I want to be a crotchety 90-year-old who still has money to take care of herself and whose child and his children don't have to spend all of their hard-on money to take care of me. Because I don't think this body's going to last forever. Obviously, it's not going to last forever. But the mind can stay sharp for a long time, and I like to do things. And I want to be able to do the things, all the things that I want to do, and not put the burden of financing that lifestyle onto my children. Okay, so talking diversification today, you're going to sit down, you're going to get out those those pesky investor reports that come in at some point in time. Maybe they come to your work email, maybe you get a beautiful you know report in the mail from your funds or your, um, your dividend reports. I don't care how they come to you. I don't care if they're pretty or ugly. I don't care if they're email, excuse me, email attachments or beautiful technicolor presentations. Read them, watch them, listen to them, okay? Whether they're one page or 50 pages, read them, watch them, listen to them. If you're lucky and you have stock in Berkshire Hathaway, I understand that, you know, I mean, I read their financial report because I don't have stock in Berkshire Hathaway. Please don't let me mislead you because I do not. But Warren Buffett is a genius. And therefore, I want to hear what the genius Buffett has to say about the state of the financial world. Because when people like that talk, we all need to listen. That's a second key to our Finance Friday, getting our diversification in order. Start listening to people who are in industries that you're invested in or interested in investing in or have some kind of um, attachment to, listen to what they're saying about your industry, okay? Listen to what's happening. It's really easy to just check out, but, but ladies, we're not those kind of women. We don't just check out and let someone else deal with this. And if that's who you used to be, you don't wanna be that anymore. Someone else can take your money. Someone else can invest you in something that's getting 0.001% return and sell you that into thinking that's fantastic. Nobody ever gets that amount when somebody else will be like, are you kidding me? My clients are getting 5%, not 0.005%, but before the 0.5%. And even then somebody else might say, 5%, are you kidding me? I'm getting 7%. How come you only getting five? So you want to listen to what's happening in your industry so that you know the state of things that are happening. I mean, the the <laughs> every time a barge gets stuck in the Panama Canal, right? It is worldwide news. And I'm sure for a lot of us, it's like, could we stop talking about this? Every time there's a major global happening, war, uh, natural disaster, hurricane, it's all over the news. And after a while, we get information fatigue, right? But here's the thing that that comes back on the other end of a lot of those things prices of things go up. And what happens is that we don't realize the correlation between, oh, so you mean when this boat was stuck in this canal for 30 days and other boats had to then go literally around the entire continent to deliver their goods or basic, or got stuck and couldn't deliver their goods and they, those goods were late. You mean that that thing that happened maybe two months ago or three months ago or six months ago that reverberates into the price of this? Yes, that's exactly what it means. So listening to the world, um, what's happening in the world is actually really important to understanding how your money is working. Because what if you're invested in that shipping company and you didn't even know it? 
and now your shipping stocks are plummeting <laughs> because what you should have been invested in was the trucking company <laughs> because the trucks kept moving, but the boats couldn't go anywhere. You see what I'm saying? You want to know the things that you're investing in. And that's why I want you to read those reports. See where your money's going. Don't just trust that everything is fine. I don't expect you to become a financial guru. I do expect you to have basic information about where your money is currently being housed and how it's working. Okay, so that's number one, you're going to spend an hour <laughs> on a Friday. Give me 30 minutes if you can. At least 30 minutes every Friday for six months, familiarizing yourself with where your money is going, what those industries are. Do you like where that money's going? Because that's another important question, ethical questions to be answered um, about where your money's going could be very important to you. They're important to me, so they might be very important to you. And then number two, so once you spend some time learning what's happening, number two, understanding that um, the return on that investment is is crucial for you to understand. Like, how much am I getting? How much is this fund earning? There should be numbers in there. Numbers, actual hard numbers. This is what we earned this year. This is how much we earned. This is how much we put back into the fund. This is how much we, you know, we allocated here, 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 and here. This is the percentages of what you invested in. Here's how each slice of your little investment piece, here's where it went. There should be pretty colorful, you know, charts and stuff. And if not, go to HR and say, could you tell me something? Because this is, you know, kind of your job to help me figure this out. Where, where's my money? Where is it at? Okay, so once you've gotten educated, you know where your money's going, you have a, an idea of what's happening, ask yourself some basic questions, or at least one basic question. Let me just set that right there. There we go. What happens if my income stops? What happens if my income stops? What happens if the business goes under? If my franchises start to, if business dries up from my franchises, so let's say you own Dippin' Dots. What happens if the world stops eating Dippin' Dots? Um, Dippin' Dots were a thing, I think, when, in my, when I was in my 20s. I'm not even sure if they're still around. I think they might be, but I remember Dippin' Dots stores, and I've not seen one of those in years. <laughs> so if they're still out there, I'm not trying to say you're not there. But as someone who consumes ice cream and thought Dippin' Dots were a little odd when they first came out, I haven't seen a Dippin' Dots store in ages in any place that I have frequented recently. Um, so what if your franchise Dippin' Dots is all of a sudden one of the least popular franchises and is hemorrhaging money? What if your business goes under? What if your firm closes? What if you're aged out? What if uh, acquisition happens and now you're redundant? What happens if the one income or the one stream that has been putting money into your 401k or you've been putting money from your business into a retirement, what happens if that dries up? You can't, you know, you can cash out your retirement for sure, but then you're going to have to start all over again. So what happens if that dries up? What are you going to do? Or significantly diminishes? Well, that means less money put into an ability to retire and to make retirement just as good as the present day. So you've got to start thinking about ways to have your money actively working on your behalf that, that you don't have to continually, you know, if, if something happens to your income income, the money that's working for you is still producing. That's the key here. That money that's working for you is still producing. So you want to think beyond the 401k. You want to think beyond the Roth, beyond the pension. And you want to think about, okay, I need my money to be working for me now when I am actively able to invest money, actively able to put money aside. And let me get the, let me make sure I say this. I get that times are hard. I do understand that, but there's a lot of money floating around in the world. And if you're making a, if you're making enough to be comfortable and happy, then you're making enough to invest in yourself. Okay. If, let me say it again. If you're making enough money to be comfortable in your lifestyle right now, 
then you're making enough money to invest in yourself. And if you're not, then it's time to think about making some extra money so that you can invest in the future to keep this moment as comfortable as possible for as long as you live. Okay, so how can you diversify? You can number you can shop around for savings accounts. Do you know everyone just assumes that the bank that you're banking with that that savings account is the best that you can do? It's totally not. There are savings accounts out there that pay excellent dividends. Uh, most savings, I mean, I think my uh, one of mine pays like two percent or four percent. That's crazy low. It's crazy low. If you are the kind of investor with the kind of capital that can put your money into a savings account that earns a substantial return, you should definitely look into that. Talk to your bank about their higher ends yield savings accounts. You don't have to just settle for the thing that you signed up for when you walked in the bank on day one. Maybe your life is substantially shifted from that day and you need a better return on your investment. Because let me just tell you, the money in your savings account isn't just sitting there earning you just, it isn't just sitting there earning you 4%. It is being loaned out by the bank at 12%, 15%, 18, 29. Okay. That money is working and it is working hard for that bank and you are getting 4% return on your money. The bank is getting 18% return on your money. Don't you think that you should be making more money? Don't you think that you should be getting a little bit better yield on your savings account if the bank can loan it out at 18%, you're only getting four? Shop around. We assume that just because we bank a place that we have to stay at that place. You don't. And banks need customers. They need customers' money. Uh, Eric Thomas, the hip-hop preacher, talks about a time when he walked into a bank and um, he wanted to get a loan for for something, I'm forgetting what it was. I think it was to buy his second home. Anyway, he tells the story about how he went into the bank and he told the bank manager what he needed. And the bank manager said something about, okay, well, we need to pull your credit report. We need to pull this, we need to pull that. And he was like, no, you don't. I have how many hundreds of thousands of dollars in this bank right now? How many? And you want to keep it or do you not want to keep it? Because I've been a customer in this bank. I have a lot of money in this bank and a lot of money has gone. I mean, this is paraphrasing story, obviously. Um, a lot of money, I have put a lot of money into this bank. A lot of money has gone through this bank from me. And I'm coming to you for this and you telling me that you're, there's these hoops that I'm going to have to jump through. That's a hard no. That's a hard no. Why would I do that? Because your competitor down the street will give me that money plus some. So you decide. This is where I want you to understand the power that you have with your dollars. Just because you are in a bank and they say, no, we're not going to do this for you. There's another bank someplace else that's like, oh, you need these terms? Let's take a look at what we can do for you. So look around, shop around for a better savings account. And if that's all you ever do is shop around for a better savings account and you get your money into a better savings account that actually has a better return, that's a great step on the road to financial security. That's a great step. And a step that you can take. And it may mean that you have, and so this is a mindset shift. Because usually in those accounts, you have to have a certain threshold met. You can't take it out. If you fall below, there's all kinds of problems. But that means that you're investing in yourself. And that means you're willing to invest that money and let that money work for you in the long term and not just pull it out, pull it out, pull it out, okay? 
for that, keep your low yield savings account so that you can go get that money whenever you want to. But get yourself a high yield savings account so that the bank pays you money, better money for using your money because that's what it's all about. This money's constantly flowing in the system. It's constantly going in this circle, right? You want to get into the circle and you want to get in on that circle because everybody else is playing in that circle and your money is playing in that circle, but it's not playing very big and you want to play bigger. Other ways to diversify, insurance policies. If you... Don't have insurance policies that actually pay a dividend? Welcome to the world, y'all. There are insurance policies out there that will pay you each month or will allow you to borrow against it. How's that for a concept? Will allow you to actively use it as collateral for a loan against it, against the policy itself. If you don't have one of those in your portfolio, start learning what that is and look into it and talk to an insurance um, professional. Investments, you know, we talk, I talk about this a lot, stocks bonds, real estate, Bitcoin, artwork, anything that's going to appreciate in value is an investment. Anything that is depreciating in value is not an investment. Now, before someone says, oh, my home, your home is actually depreciating in value, try selling it in a down market. But I'm not going to get into homes per se. Real estate, when I think of investment, I think land. <laughs> land is a, is a finite quantity. There's not enough of it to go around. Everybody wants some of it. So if you can get yourself a piece of land and then lease the land to someone else, woo baby, let's talk about raining pennies here because I'm going to have to get me a raining pennies emoji, uh, uh, sound. Raining pennies here, right? Because the whole point is to rain some dollars, okay? So investing in things like real estate, fr- investing in a franchise. What's a franchise that is tried and true that you've always wanted to be a part of? Maybe you go out and buy a franchise. You don't have to work the franchise forever and ever. Maybe you buy it for your for your future. Maybe you buy it for the kids. Maybe you buy it as an investment property. Maybe you buy it to give back. Maybe you buy it for as a tax write-off. It doesn't really matter. What matters is that you put your money into something and you let it work for you. Now, franchises are work, okay? So do your due diligence. Understand what you're getting into because that becomes a business that you have to take care of. Whether you're hiring someone to take care of it or you yourself and your family are taking care of it, that's an investment that requires you to do some work on it. Um... Personal lender, microloans are a way for you to invest, for you to help other people who are in need. And this is, again, me going back to talking about if your investments need to be tied to your ethics, there are many ways to do that that will make you feel good. They may not earn you the same return uh, monetarily, but they earn you a small return and they will help someone have a better life. So microloans, personal lender, being a personal lender, there are so many platforms out there that will allow you to let someone borrow $100 from you and you might only make back $120 or $125. But the $100 that that person can borrow from you through the platform allows that person to grow a business that you may you can look at and go, I didn't do anything except give that person startup capital, but by God, it changed their life. So if that's where you want to be, go search those things out and let your money work for you. Another diversification piece of your portfolio. So hear what I'm saying. Your portfolio, your money can look many different ways and it can do many different things. The goal for your money should be to work for you into perpetuity, not work for you until the day you die. And then it stops working for you because or work for you until the day you stop working and then there's no more money to work for you. Money should be working for you, for your kids, for their kids and for their kids and for their kids. I actually subscribe to the idea that my money should be working for seven generations beyond my lifetime. I don't want my great, great, greats to go back to have to 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 do something because there's no money because we don't have any money. So I'm trying to instill 
into my child the concept that money should always work for us. The things that we do for money should not only, should not only bring money in and, and help fund our lifestyle, but it should also be working for us. Everything in my house needs to work from the kid to the cat. <laughs> well, we had a cat. From the kid to the cat to the dog to the fish to mom, you know, everything needs to be working to make our lives better. Money is just one of those things that should be working to make your lives better. Okay, so micro lending, um, I think that was the last thing I had on my list. There's so I have this big list and I don't want to go into all of it because we're starting to run out of time. I, I always I want to keep it at 30 minutes because you're on the go, you're on the move, you're over your coffee, you're in traffic. So get really familiar with one place where you can think about investing some extra money. Okay? So maybe you can't move your 401k money or your pension money, the Roth IRA money. Okay, fine. Can you find a vehicle? And by vehicle, I mean new savings account, micro lender, franchise, um, insurance policies, artwork, stock, Bitcoin. Those are called vehicles, financial vehicles. Can you find a vehicle to put some money into so that you can start driving that vehicle towards a financial secure future? Okay, find one thing and then learn about that thing. Ask questions, get information and then do something. Okay, then do something. And if it's, well, I don't have the extra money to do anything with, so because I'm just trying to, you know, I have enough money for everything in my life, but I don't have any extra money. But is that accurate? Could you take, you know, buy one less handbag this month? Or maybe buy one less shoe? Or maybe you can do some consulting on the side to bring in an extra couple of, you know, five or $600 and that becomes your investment play money. Um, there are many ways to bring in extra money. And if you haven't picked my 50 ideas for side, 50 uh, great ideas for side hustles, it's a free guide. It's located at the link in, in the bio. Um, pick it up, look on the list. I guarantee you that there's something on that list that will appeal to you and that you can bring in some extra money, right? You can bring in some extra money and have a good time doing it. Or maybe you're like, I'm not even sure where my finance finances are and I'm not even sure how to start figuring it out. For you, I have the seven steps to financial security. That's my ebook. It's also located in the bio. It is not free. I'm gonna tell you right now. It is not free, but it's only $27.77. Okay, because I like sevens. It's only $27.77 and it's seven steps to financial security and it gets you into the basics of understanding where is my money, where is it going, what are the things that I need to have in place, what are some what what does it mean to invest? What is my credit score? Like all of that money, all of that information is in that guide for you. So pick that up and start getting clear on where you're going next. All right. That was a lot of information for Friday. I really hope that your head is not spinning too much. If you take nothing away from this episode, take this. Your money should work for you into perpetuity. It should not stop working the day you stop working. Because if that happens, then you're not really really financially secure, you're just living paycheck to paycheck, no matter who you are, no matter how much you're making or not making. If your money can't outlive you because it dies with you, then you haven't reached security. Not yet. All right. This has been Dr. Sashin. Have a great Friday. Please make sure that you subscribe to the episode, excuse me, to the podcast so you get notifications for when we go when you, there's a new episode. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram. I do lives over there a couple times a week talking about other things that are, I can't just fit into the podcast because I'd have like 50 episodes a day. Um, talking about other things, catch me at night because I like that I'm up at night and I tend to be working at night and I get these wild thoughts. So catch me on Facebook and Instagram and follow me on Twitter. All my handles are the same, at The Bliss Doctor, at The Bliss Doctor, at The Bliss Doctor 1 if you follow me on Twitter. Have a great weekend, everyone, and we'll see you on Monday. Bye.